and welcome back to the Sunderland What The Fork review show. I said that wrong, but that's all right. Uh, this is why I don't do instant reactions. Uh, we did a few of these uh, recently, and it's the first time we've all been together, I think, since since Wembley. And um, obviously, there's been a lot that's happened in the past few days, but we're literally speaking at um, just after 25 to 3. Um, Sunderland lost 1-0 to Norwich. People have their own thoughts. Felt incredibly unlucky, hit the bar two or three times but we'll get into it there's lots to talk about this week um, which we'll try and do as best as we can the sun's out so um, we're not exactly too cold so hopefully we'll, we'll be able to get a good 25-30 minutes out here for you but as always joining us is uh, Brad Chop in person live and in person Brad you alright? Live and in person again mate aye not so bad um, thought we played really well today to be honest um, what, what, what I wanted to see was a reaction from the players and the fans on side and I feel like we got that. Uh, very unlucky, like you said, we've hit the bar a few times. Very unlucky not to win that one, um, let alone just let alone get beat. But yeah, on the whole, I'm very happy. Um, I'm sure we'll dive into the Alex Neil bit, but... So far, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you can probably hear in our voice for sad that that hasn't happened, obviously. But um, of course, Ross joins me as well. We still don't have a Dave, but to be fair to Dave, he couldn't have been live and in person today because he's live and making meals in the pub, I think. Ross, you all right? Yeah, good. Bit frustrated. I don't know how to feel about that. We could have been easily 3 0 up. But then we, I think the last 20 minutes, the class off the bench is shown. And unfortunately, it's just a bit of deja vu in it. We dominate for 70 minutes. And then this time, unfortunately, we the front two have managed to get on the score sheet and we've been done. We took a punch by a good goal. Yeah, I, I think so. I think ultimately that's been the, the situation is a bit of a sucker punch at the end. You could see the legs were obviously getting um, into them oh, over right. time. In terms of the uh, the game itself, though, yeah, you know, I think in the, if we were talking about this when we normally do via Zoom when I'm back in the house in Glasgow, I think it might have sounded a bit more positive. But Brad, you've kind of touched on the game so far, obviously how you feel. We're reacting really fast today, which we don't normally do. Um, you might change your opinion in a few hours, but, but what do you make of the performance and, and obviously our, now our position in our first six league games as a whole? Um, I think Ross touched on it just there. He said first 70 minutes were, were great. Um, we got at them. I've said we've hit the bar a few times. Um, we've created chances. We've really limited them to next to nothing. We'll let that alarm Brilliant. stop. <laughs> um, we've limited them to next to nothing. Um, but I think we've seen a reaction from the players today that they all still want to play for the club. They weren't playing for the manager despite rumours yesterday. Um, and the fans were on side from minute one right to the end. Um, even when we went to goal down the whole stadium's up singing, keeping them going. Um, so I am proud of them. As, as a whole and they've had to deal with a lot as, as well as us as fans them being our players they've dealt with a hell of a lot in that 24 hours and to see a reaction like that against probably one of the better teams in the league who I think will probably be top three top four um, I couldn't have asked for much more other than a win obviously yeah of course I, and I agree and Ross that was exactly a point I wanted to bring on is that um, we've read a lot about the players reactions and I imagine there's some players that have came there play for Alex Neal at Sunderland Association Football Club and that makes sense um, obviously we're going to get it with I'm not happy about it but before we do I think the reaction of the players was massive today I think you know, give or take a crossbar on a post you, you win that game quite comfortably there's not one player on that pitch I could say I thought didn't absolutely run the knackers off mate do you agree? Aye to a point I thought there was a few tired legs near the end and the, you could you could see that you know but I think as a whole I think we're really really battled against a good side as Brad said they're, they're going to be up there I think now we've seen the difference between 
a top four side and the rest I think Sheffield United and Norwich have really stood out with yeah especially the front players so our defensive really being challenged by them but the players reacted well you know uh, other side of the post or underside of the bar a couple of times and we win that game it's frustrating but that's the championship if you don't put your chances away and they make the changes off the bench that up until now we haven't got them these things are going to happen and unfortunately that's just the nature of the beast so look at the, the changes they made and like for a moment Brad I was like oh Jesus that's like Todd Cantwell who was like linked to like Leeds for 15 million a couple of years ago a few few premiership teams or Premier League teams sorry showing my age there um, the premiership um, what's it called Timo Premiership Pukki and Timo Pukki but the changes that they made was just like we haven't got that and um, we'll get into it I've got my thoughts on why we should have that but in hindsight you know this five six games in a row if we kind of respond and get the results that we've had like you know win it I want to say teams like Bristol City but basically just get a few wins the next few weeks Rotherham at home is a big chance to get three points you put that one down it's just a bit unlucky and overall another performance to build on if not the result yeah absolutely um, I mean like you just said that the players that they had to come on we look at our bench and we didn't really make a sub early enough for me <clears throat> thought we could have brought Roberts on a little bit earlier when the game started to be a little bit stretched I think Gooch was getting a lot of space down that right hand side and if we had the likes of Roberts who could cut inside I think we might have had a bit more joy um, a player that really stood out for me today and he, he played most of the game with a yellow card again was Luke O'Neill oh, I thought he was absolutely phenomenal um, I was a bit worried at times that he was going to go and get a second yellow but he was timing everything to perfection um, so there's, there's a lot of positives that we can take from that um, and like you say Rotherham's a massive game that's another one where teams are going to people are going to fancy them to be in and around the bottom so they're the ones where we need to kickstart our 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 home wins as I would say we've had a couple of draws and a defeat now we need to win at home um, and I think Rotherham's the perfect opportunity especially going away to Borough on Monday night next week as well um, we need that win now yeah we, we, need, we need to win a home game because there's only so many times you can say unlucky, unlucky and, 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 and we'll get into that I've got my thoughts on it but as you can tell people I'm holding off I'm holding off and I'm holding off on the Alex Neal stuff um, I'm not going to tell you when it's going to come in so you continue to listen um, no I just we will come on to it soon but um, Luke 9 uh, I echo everything that Brad said there I, I said a few weeks ago that he looked a bit ropey but I trust that he'll learn now watching him in the championship I've got to be honest I'm not 100% sure he's a midfielder and I think I've said a few times I don't mind him in midfield but that was maybe League One days Luke nine plays the game better when the game's played in front of him doesn't he he reads it quite well yeah definitely and I think that's why he probably had his best spell for us at right back in League One as well yeah because everything was in front of him and he could still bomb forward um, what I was impressed with today was like you see his timing that's one thing you could probably say is he, he's rash he missed times a few things but today I think for the yellow card he was probably a bit unlucky yeah I think so uh, and also how on earth they didn't have more yellows is beyond me we come to the championship you think the standard of the players the standard officials are going to get better to me the standard officials got worse and I didn't think that was possible <laughs> I put that on Twitter yeah um, just after the kid didn't get a yellow card for hauling down Ross Stewart when he's through on goal and I've, I've put I think the standard officiating in championships worse than league I agree with that um, I mean, last I, week was horrific I, I, see, I, last week I thought it was alright but like I said in the reaction pod I was pissed uh, <laughs> I have watched it back and I thought what the, the fuck was that right? <laughs> uh, but that one it was, I thought at the start he was doing okay letting things go but there was a middle part of that game he was atrocious and that I mean we give one there lads a yellow card that changes how we attack them 
because then we just on, we're on them all the time. We go, we target their their centre half, but their first yellow card comes in the last couple of minutes when uh, I think Sergeant down. Sergeant, Sergeant. It was exactly the same foul as the first half. But it's no good giving them a yellow card there. It's the just end. so inconsistent. Like that. That's what's annoyed me. Like like last week, for example. I don't want to go too far into the rest, but I'm going to get into it anyway. Um, but last week, which we went into, but for me it was like. I went in the game and I didn't see a bad tackle and there was about 40 yellow cards. It's the inconsistencies for me. It's wild, I don't it? mind if we get yellow cards for professional fouls yeah. as long as it's represented well on the other side when they do it. And it seems to be, especially at the Stadium of Light, referees are coming here, they haven't been here for a few years, there's 40, up to 40,000 people here, make me name for sell. Everyone will be saying my name after the game and that's how I'll get my name out there. And it, you see it a lot, you see all these mental decisions in the championship at the biggest stadiums because they need to make a name for themselves. And I know that sounds very cliched, but it, you, I am starting to believe that because it's the only way to explain how inconsistent and borderline stupid some of the decisions are. Well, I've been watching like some of the under the cosh stuff. I don't want to talk about the ref too much because I'm already going to get angry about Alex Neil in a minute. So, um, but like, I was watching that under Kosh recently they've had a few refs on they've been brilliant but they're pretty much half of them have admitted that sometimes it was guesswork and it's like they were the better ones they're the ones that get to do the circuit telling the stories well I mean Jeff went into a bit of a push at saying better one like no offence <laughs> Jeff but um, but we'll get on to it look we cannot not discuss this um, I'm going to go first with it I think people might have probably seen and emotions were incredibly high yesterday I don't think they're necessarily unhigh or low today, um, whatever the opposite mellow, of high is, mellow, that's the one, whatever the opposite <laughs> of high is, um, low, yeah, low, um, and I had to myself off Twitter and went to see a few shows at the Fringe and tried to watch some comedy and not much made me laugh, if I'm honest, um, I loved Alex Neil, I, I still do, um, in terms of what he created, I loved his, I, I've spoke countless times on this podcast about how much I love him um, on the preview shows and the review shows, um, I find it really poor form that he's left us the day before a game. I'm, I'm going to be honest, I think that's crap. I think, give it till Monday, you've, you've let a lot of fans down there, let a bunch of lads down there as well, and obviously, Speakman coming out today has made it a bit of a difference. Um, I haven't heard the full quote, so please don't batter me before I hear this, but I think for me, I think what today's game showed was that we are short, and I know a lot of people said that Alex Neal was backed. Spending more money than other people and backing your manager in my opinion is two different things because you can spend the money but the money has been spent has that been spent on the ones that Alex Neal wanted and for three to four weeks he made it pretty clear that it wasn't or that he needed extra on top brought in Dan Ballard and Ellis Sims on loan so there's two players you could say have strengthened the squad the rest of them I don't really know if they have that Aless, haven't seen much of a Malesi. Um, we're playing Luke 9 at the centre half, and as good as the game he had today, like that's not where he would have wanted to be in March. Uh, sorry, May when we won the playoff final. For me, I get I get the anger towards Alex Neil, and I understand being angry towards Alex Neil because essentially he's walked out in a football club to go to Stoke. And no offence to Stoke, because I've got to do another preview show, but I Stoke. Don't. No, you don't. <laughs> well, yeah, like it's it's not a place I would I'm imagine sorry, you'd want to go are, to. What have they got? They've got nothing. No, I mean I went down there last week and like you know um, I never liked the bashing of the club, but nonetheless it wasn't so much bashing. I spoke to a guy outside and I went, "What's happened to your atmosphere?" Because you were you were known to be loud, and, and the guy just went, just "No one cares anymore." It's like and, and it's like total apathy, and the seats were empty, and I know Sunderland have been there, but I, 
can't explain it and to think Alex Neil going there there's a lot of things I don't get about it but ultimately what I do understand is that with Alex Neil he has asked to be backed with these four or five players that he wants and I think it's quite clear alongside when you look at that hasn't happened and on top of that you've got Ross Stewart still waiting for a deal to be handed to him that still hasn't happened um, I can understand Alex Neil's frustration in saying I've wanted this player I've wanted that player he's been knocking down doors and then someone comes in and offers him you know, a more secure contract a bit more control and transfers and with all due respect to, to Sunderland and Stoke at this point in the season anyone's got the same chance of promotion I think um, do I understand going to Stoke with all that in mind? No because I don't think there's a better place to be than Sunderland and certainly don't think it's Stoke um, but nonetheless he, he has gone it's hard to put because like, I'm so just, my, my emotions are still high with it for, for me um, I appreciate that Speakman's come out and said a bit more and he's offered a few more contracts and obviously Brad you've heard the, the full quotes but for me it should have never got to the situation where Alex Neil wasn't backed and I know people said he has been backed with money what I mean by being backed is signing players that I think he wants I'm not sure these players that have came in he's just want if you're knocking on the door let's just think in his head for a minute if you're knocking on the door for two and a half weeks and then an 18 year old Costa Rican comes through the door you start going hang on a minute is anyone listening and you, you do get sick of stuff um, and of course money will play a part in it 100% like if I'm offered a job on more money uh, I hope my employer's not listening I'm sure they don't but if someone offers me you know a 10 grand on top I'm taking it if I've just done that well, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, you do, I'm do it. But, my job to take that, but but Brad, you have a different opinion on it. And I, I don't think I've expressed myself enough there. I just I can understand what he means by not being backed. Is essentially what I'm saying, and I understand why that's frustrating. And I wish he had been backed properly because I don't think, if I'm completely honest, I don't want to be negative. We're going to get someone better than Alex Neil that fits the club better. But but Brad, you have slightly different opinions. Yeah, last night I was very much like you were saying, but I think it's credit to Christian Speakman today. He'll have seen all the noise on social media, or at least some people in the club, and he spoke to Sky Sports and said he was given a new contract after Wembley um, but wanted to keep it quiet and he was given a new contract four weeks ago and he's still left um, yes you're saying about being backed etc he goes to Stoke who uh, knackered with financial fair play they can't sign anyone I mean who's he going to bring in there um, we still have another week left in the window here which you know the last week of the window is always frantic once the Premier League clubs start making the moves which they have other players are going to start becoming available He's not going to get that at Stoke now. Um, so after I've heard what Speakman's had to say, um, had a little bit more time to take it in. Um, I'm on board the fuck Alex Neil one. If it doesn't work out at Stoke and he actually turns down a contract, I don't know if it's been announced yet or not, I don't want him back. I only want people I don't here. Think he can. I don't no, think it's untenable now, is it? I only yeah. want people here who actually want to be here. Um, you're seeing things he's put into contracts where if a club comes in, he wants to be able to go and speak to them, so the club are powerless. I think when I'm looking at it now, I think he's actually used as being out of work to say, well, if I don't get them up, they weren't expected to go up. If I get them up, look what I can go and do. Any other club will come in and get me. I can get exactly what I want in wages. I'm not buying the wages thing. He's going to get a couple of, well, I don't know how much extra a year, but these fuckers aren't on pennies. I've heard that he's been, I've heard that. About 150 grand. Trebled, but it's I've treble, heard it. or treble his wages. So yeah. that's one thing Stoke are constrained by financial fair play when it comes to transfer fees. Um, blew a lot of the budget on Dwight Gill which is it's funny because Alex Neil mentioned that yeah, in, in his press conference a few weeks ago and it makes you think is in his mind is he like well that's 
the kind of player I want to be going for. The warning signs are there for weeks. You mentioned the amount of wages that people have spent, and he said, I know people said they spent that much money. You basically said that's rubbish, didn't you? I think, I think that's almost I. the word but for it. Also, through so. this week, he's mentioned he's never seen a dressing room with a better spirit, better bond. He came out and he, he pretty much, without saying it, he slated Broadhead for not coming. Yeah. And he's went and done exactly the same. He essentially said he didn't fancy it, that was what was reading. But now, didn't fancy getting in the squad, and he didn't want that, essentially, didn't he? Which, to be fair, I backed them on. I'm, I'm a big Alex Neal fan. Everyone listen to this. I'm going to totally mess my podcast up here because everyone's going to hate me now, aren't they? Because you know, I'm a big Alex Neal fan. Right. We've spoke for weeks and weeks. We're going to get it right. Like today's result, if Alex Neal was still here and we got beat, we'd be saying he'll get it right. It's fine. Yeah. Well, but Just, the way it is now, with you hearing the rumours, and I don't know if it's going to be confirmed that Tony Morbury is going to take our. You think, fuck. Aye. But I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not. I know, but I would me. still, at this moment in time now, after reading into it and hearing what I've heard. I'm not saying I would take Moby over Neil, but I don't want Neil to come back. He is, like no, you just said, his position's untenable now. And I, th- I think when we look at it now, it's still in the balance to how we react. Um, you look, this this next week is huge. You've got the transfer window coming to an end. We still need three or four more players, which has I, been known for a while. And Alex Neil did Neil want said that. that. He said that. Um, what I would say. I'm a bit on the fence I see both sides Alex Neil wanted players however he also at the start of the summer said this is the way we are going to do things we are, we are he was on board with the way we were going to go with the transfer and recruitment policy he said he knew that when he took the contract and he's taken two contracts on that basis so I don't know if it's just come to a point where he thinks if he, th- he thought he could do it and he thought he could challenge under these co- restrictions he's seeing the other side of it at Stoke for more money is he, is he now just for well, that's it, I can't take this club any further. And has he, the irony is, has he not backed himself a bit like Broadhead? Yeah, someone you mentioned know? that before. Right? And it's, at the moment, I can't judge because I need to see who we bring in. I want to see what he says as well. I want to see what he says, and I want to see how good we do recruitment-wise because the manager really has nothing to do with the recruitment here that's why the head coach we signed he knew that when he came in he did he knew that he knew what he was coming into and that's what he knew when he signed these other two contracts so the recruitment should still be happening no matter who's in charge the head coach then comes in under the remit of the philosophy of the club so it's going to be interesting which coach comes in to do that and if this new coach is backed with the players that we need which we've said for weeks then it looks hard to back Alex Neil. However, if we then do not back this new manager and we bring in a manager who nobody wants and is a failure, then he looks then then he's right. It's so 50-50 at the minute that to me you've just got to wait and see how it pans out. But once again, why can nothing be straightforward in some of the FC? I know. Do you know the, the thing is for me, I, I don't think I've conveyed myself very well, so I'm gonna have to edit this incredibly well, aren't I? To make myself look fantastic. No, I won't, lads, unless it's hard. That's it. just the way it is at the minute. It's no, hard it's, it's hard. It's it hard is. to say yeah. how you fully feel when because things, things are so. Change. The goalposts get changed next week. Uh-huh. We can say something now, and then we look like right mugs last week. I, I think we're walking contradictions, aren't we, at the minute? I, think, I, I just think want a normal me. month at some Just, a, just one month. Oh yeah. Drama by the way. Through all of this, we're also signing a youngster from PSG, like just making yeah. it a bit more mad. Um, Fabrizio, no, the guy, the Italian guy, said it. I can't remember the guy's name. Fabrizio, that's terrible. I'm a journalist. I should know this. Um, but if he said it's on, I'm believing him because he's got decent form, fair play. But I think for me, for I think the way I wanted to convey it before, maybe this will make a little bit more sense. So I'm Alex Neil, right? The reason I really liked Alex Neil was just went for it. 
and you just like kind of really got behind him, loved everything he said. And he said he wanted to have a go. And you know what? I've toned it down and said, I'll fap you 15th and I still am. Like, but I was starting to think, like, you know what? I've just gone for it. And he, he wants to manage in the Premier League. He wants to manage in the Premier League, right? 100% wants to manage in the Premier League. So if he wants to manage in the Premier League, he thinks, right, I've got a team here that I've got a good team spirit. I've fested a good start 11. I need extra bodies. They're just trusters because I've done enough to get them to this point. If they trust us to bring in these three or four players that I want, I reckon I can have a good go at this. And if, you know, I fall a bit short, no one's going to get upset. No one's going to cry about it. And it feels like essentially the club have turned and gone, well, no, we know best. We're doing it this way. And there's also the viewpoint that you said that we knew the remit coming in. I get that. But I just wish, I, I feel like, I get frustrated that whenever someone decent comes in who's got something about them, they go pretty fast and they go elsewhere and it happens a lot. And I'm like, why? I can't get my head around why Alex Neal will go to Stoke. So I'm trying to think of all these reasons. I'm thinking, why would you not feel back? I suppose about money, but oh, maybe they haven't backed him because they haven't sent the players that they job. want. Oh, hey. I, I think I think the top and bottom of it is, it's I think it's going to be over full control and wages. I think that's the only thing it can be when or you look at it. Potentially. Well, Speakman family, has uh, came out and said on Sky as well once it's sorted because the, the, the what they called the legalities. The interviewer, uh-huh. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> um, the interviewer was pushing them for more and more. And Speakman has said once it's sorted, we will come out and we will clear everything up. So there's none of these NDAs that Stuart Donald had in for every Tom, Dick and Harry that walked out the we need, we need that, we need that. He said they're going to come out and they're, one going, they're going to be 100% like. transparent of exactly what happened, what went on, what was discussed. So that will come out. So the sooner that Stoke announced it and we announce it as a successor, it's easier for us to then comment on it. I'm sure we'll do another pod once we know the facts. But at the minute, we're just speculating. I also think what's vitally important as well, and I, sometimes I just think, oh, just get on with it, lads. Come on, we need to just kind of move on and... But I think it's really important that a line is drawn under the sand and then people just go, okay. Like, we're all, every, I mean, emotions were high. I had to take myself off Twitter and I never do that. I love having a good chat, but I had to remove myself from it. I had to say like, you know, the emotions are too high for anyone to have, a, even myself, a coherent discussion without knowing all these facts and all this kind of stuff. I think ultimately though, when it comes out, when we have the information, we have to draw a line under it. We have to get on with it. We have to, we have to sort of deal with it because it's happened. Um, and I'm guessing we might as well mention this because as we've, we're recording from the players' car park, um, and as we speak, Tony Mowbray's been in the players' car park at some point. Um, that's well, well, that speaks volumes, doesn't it? It's a Phil Parkinson-esque type of appointment. Some people think it's a good appointment for me. I'm desperate to be proved wrong, but I couldn't be less inspired. Across. One thing I would say is it aligns with what people were saying that he was at the academy earlier the day, saying that on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and then. One other thing is he worked under Stu Harvey with yeah. the same recruitment type policy. He was head coach at Blackburn. He did well with Blackburn on him. Stabilised them. He to did. Be honest. He, he did do well. Stabilised them. And he, I know it's a long, long time ago, but he's been promoted from the Championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. West Brom. So some. That sounds it, like Phil Parkinson it, getting promoted from League One. That though, doesn't it? It, oh. it does. It does. Um, he wouldn't be my choice. Put it that no, way. Me neither. However. Alex Neal wasn't my choice. No, he wasn't mine either. And he wasn't many's, that. and a lot of people are rewriting history when it comes to that. I, I was very uninspired by yeah. Alex Neal. Yeah. I'm not going to deny that. I know I'm going to, like you say, we're uninspired. If he came well, in. Well, uninspired, it was kind of like, all right, we yeah. all wanted Keane, let's be honest. But if it, if it is more of a look, if the club get it done within a day, and it's been 24 hours and don't have the fiasco of last time, I can turn around and go, right, you know what? We've had a good start of the season. Let's 
see what happens now. Let, let's try and build on it. I think um, they're still the same players. When you're bringing in, yeah. I mean, you can't say, look, just a devil's advocate here, Tony Mowbray's a championship manager. He, he is. is. He is. He's, a, he's championship level. He's not a league he one. He would never drop down to league one. No. And he's probably not a Premier League worthy. He did win a league one with Blackburn. Yeah. Yeah. But when he, we he are, went once, true, actually. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. We're, we're looking for comfortable consolidation in the words of Michael Bowers. Yes. That's what we're looking for. And I think Mowbray could do that. I mean, I think we all, under Alex Neil, I think we all, although we said comfortable consolidation, we all had a little niggling feeling that, you know what? We could maybe just go that little bit that's further. That's why I'm frustrated. I but, feel like that's what Alex Neil felt. But now it feels like if Mowbray comes in, it is going to be comf- comfortable consolidation, and then see where we go. I think the, I know it's he's not who I want. Who do you Mowbray. want? Who do I want? Probably Sean Dyche. Yeah. But he's going to be out of our wage thing. And if if I wanted to go left field, I'd probably just go for Liam Manon. Yes. MK Dons. Yeah. I'm fine. I think with he's done shows. very well. However, I, well. I, I Mark Warburton's been contacted. No. No, thank you. No, I don't think Tony Mowbray's done had a better Blackburn side on less money than QP, than what Warburton had at QPR. Um, and one thing I would say about Mowbray is last season he was close to getting playoffs with Blackburn, and you look at Blackburn now under John Dal Thompson. Other than the fluky one 0 wins, they seem to be getting drugged. I really hope they win today, though. Who they got? Stoke. Stoke. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. I agree. See, that's that's how much I zoned out yesterday. I haven't looked at any fixtures. I just wanted to see a response today. We got that, and now is it's it's a massive week for the football club because we need to get a new head coach in who's gonna work with the players we have got, and we need three or four more signings for the here and now. Yeah. And if the club do that, then I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. If they bring in a coach who is going to be dour, ruin the whole mood around the club and then don't back him, then you can say Alex Neil's right. So that's why I think it's a massive week for Christian Speakman because I think his job is probably on the line with this decision yeah, now because it was borderline untenable before the news came out that Alex Neil had had contract offers. But now he's got a huge decision to make on who he replaces him and he's got a, him and Stuart Harvey have got some big big decisions to make on who we recruit and how we recruit them so I think it's a waiting game we're going to be on our phones looking at Twitter constantly with the newest rumours and it's also a massive week for keeping Ross Stewart because I am worried I mean I, I don't have any sources in the club or anything like that I'm not going to pretend to but there's been numerous people that have mentioned he's not been offered enough and for me Ross Stewart scored almost 40 goals um, you tie that bloke down to a nice decent contract I'm not saying chuck 40 grand at him because we don't have that expenditure I've seen better strikers at Sunderland because I've seen some fantastic strikers at Sunderland Phillips dare I say it Darren Bent I'm not saying hard, harder worker he's, but he's for where we're at at the minute he just he has very very few um, flaws to his game I said today I went I've never watched the game and gone oh I'll get Stuart off even when he wasn't scoring in League One he had that like run he was still setting people up he's the best we've had in ages just like Alex Neal was and we cannot lose both of them we just can't if you'd said last week Sunderland and I know we'll try to convince ourselves and that might work out and this might look stupid but we're, we're risking losing our Stuart not getting him a contract we've already lost Alex Neal and that last week would have been absolutely untenable 100% and also you flip it and you're about oh we've got to trust the process the model we work in if we see, I don't, don't trust the process. That's see, a different. I'm worried about the process yeah, every time. Agree, but also, Alex Neil goes. I think 
we could still get a championship proven manager like Alex Neil was. We're a certainly more attractive yeah. club than we were yeah. last but year. We lose Ross Stewart with the recruitment policy in the way it is and how much we have to spend, we will not get better than Ross Stewart. No. So you've gotta you've gotta you've gotta be flexible in the restrictions we work under and for the the value he's an asset to the club, you've gotta protect your assets and he's the best striker we've had in the champ in the championship for since since Marcus Stewart yeah yeah I'd agree with that you know because yeah. even even under Keno we didn't have I think Connolly had a good season but he was he was nothing compared to Stewart and Stewart's younger he's getting better yeah, I just it's it's a no brainer giving him a new deal and we could just be waiting for the window to end and then it's announced I hope so I really do but the way things have panned out with Alex Neal I'm not sure but it all goes back to how big of a week it is and how many decisions have you, got to be made you've got to think as well I know he's got till the summer Come January, he could be talking to clubs for a free transfer. No, we can extend his contract one year. We have the option. That's the one one benefit. Let's do it. Right. Extend it and then be like, right, let's get around the table. But the annoying thing is, I think they have been around the table and they haven't offered him something that's worthy. And Ross Stewart doesn't want to go anywhere. You can see that in the way that he plays. He absolutely runs himself in the ground every week. Um, and he doesn't have to do that. He's got quality not to do it, but... A tough week for Sunderland, look, a, a tough week. Um, He's begging me for Ross Stewart not to go. A tough week or a little, <laughs> the little man. Aye. Yeah, I mean, I, I am as well. I'm begging I'm begging Ross Stewart as well. Um, but it's been a tough week and it's never easy with Sunderland. But I think ultimately, I want to end this on a positive. What was great today was the fans never stopped for a minute. You couldn't tell Alex Neil wasn't there apart from the fact that we were singing songs about... Fuck not Alex being, Neil. That's the one. That's Fuck the one. Alex Neil. <laughs> I'll say it. I, I quite like him. Um, he's clapping it <laughs> <laughs> um, oh there's Tony Moby doing it as well that's weird um, but um, the tape he is not here yeah he's not here yeah he's not he's not doing that um, I, I know my media law he hasn't done it but I think ultimately Ross um, and Brad a tough defeat to take um, I think it's been a tough week we're going to find out I think pretty quickly who the boss is fairly fast we're going to find out some answers from Alex Neal we've got some answers from Speakman then we draw a line under it then we go on to Rotherham, beat Rotherham, and we go to Borough and try and smash Borough with a Borough legend in, in the dugout potentially. But um, the big, yeah. the big positive for me was the fans never dropped, the players never dropped today, and that's a huge positive, isn't it, to end on? Yeah, of course. Alex Neil even said he said he's never seen a more gelled squad. So the players are together. They need help. They know that. Danny Bart mentioned that on an interview that they need more players in. If we can get the players in and we can compete and we can make triple substitutions to affect games like Norwich did today mm-hmm. like QPR did the week before that the fortnight before that sorry like then, did. yeah like Conry it's it, honestly it's rinse and repeat if we can do that then we can compete however if we don't do that then it's going to be a tough season and it's going to be once again a wasted opportunity and that's what that's what annoys me the most a wasted opportunity there's 38,000 people here for an early kickoff. we've got no manager we've made two permanent signings who were in the first team and we're still getting the backing like that like, one of them's knackered and I'm more, I'm one of them, you know and exactly one of them isn't even going to play for us until January by the looks of it yeah. so we've just got to do what we can and we will see what happens we will see what happens but I hope hope on Wednesday we've got a new manager we've had three points on the board and we've got some new signings that'd be lovely wouldn't it be perfect. I think that's the best way to end it because I can't really add anything more to it. But um, thanks for tuning in. I hope it's been a bit different. I know it's it's, it's quite hard to react to, it and I don't think I've really made my feelings clear on it. But it's what a reaction points about disagree or agree. The 
at the end of the day we're all all fiercely passionate about this mad daft football club and um, one thing that will never happen is this club will never die um, and that's because of us you play for us you manage for us um, you just come and go players come and go fans are consistent that's why I love this football I sound a bit angry <laughs> no we sound I think, we, I think that's why I love this club yeah. it's just the fans there'll um, always be a son Exactly. There'll always be a Sunderland. Unless Ellis Shaw gets his hands back on it. Oh, well, hopefully not. <laughs> There'll always be a Sunderland. Unless we go bust. Asterix. <laughs> <laughs> but please, never happen.